York County is so much more than just a stop for gas on I-80. 17 County is filled with unique individuals with unique stories just waiting to be told. Welcome to the 17 County Podcast with your host, Emily Perry. This is 17 County Podcast. Thank you for tuning in for today's episode. Be sure to like, subscribe, and listen. This helps our podcast grow, and we thank you for your continued support. We would also like to take the time to thank our York County Development Corporation members, AgriProducts, Cornerstone Bank, Nebraska Public Power District, and Central Valley Ag. Without these great members, we wouldn't be able to focus on the growth and development of York County here at the YCDC. So thank you. Let's get to the podcast. Here today with me, I have Steve Martin, and he is the executive director of AFAN, and he's here to talk to us a little bit about, well, what he does, and also the role that he's going to play in the Pork Expo and what the Pork Expo is in general. So welcome. Thank you so much for joining me today. Very last minute. Yes. (laughs) Very last minute. Kind of rushed right in here. Yeah. But thank you for having me today. Yeah, I am so excited. As I was talking to you before we got together, I do not know anything about the industry or what you do or (laughs) anything. So I'm really, really excited to learn from you. So to start off with AFAN, what is it? What what do you guys do? All right. So AFAN stands for the Alliance for the Future of Agriculture in Nebraska. We're a nonprofit organization with a mission of growing the livestock industry in Nebraska. And the why of that is to improve the economic conditions of rural Nebraska. And if you really think about how you grow the economy of an area, and you know this, uh, you know, as economic development people, you have to add layers. You have to have multiple industries that grow from each other and support each other. And so livestock is really that first step when you have the feed resources that we have uh, here in Nebraska, corn, soybeans, all the forage crops, small grains, everything. If you can feed that locally to animals, then you create another layer. Mm -hmm. And then if you can process, process that locally, there's another layer. And then everybody needs support industries. You need welders. You need refrigeration, you need mechanics, you need equipment dealers, you need all that stuff to continue to support that industry as it grows and grows and grows. And so all that just trickles into our small communities too, where people love to live in, you know, York, what a great community. But what makes it a great community is all the amenities that that you do have. You, you know, you've got a lot of the things that a big city has, but you have them in a smaller place where people are friendlier you know, it's just a great place to live. So that's kind of how this all builds. And it helps our farmers and ranchers be more profitable. It helps the small towns be more profitable and and more enjoyable places to live. And so that's really where we got to, um, where we started from, you know, that very basic concept of growing the livestock industry, but then you keep taking steps. And and so from an AFAN standpoint, what we do as a mission of growing the livestock industry has really transitioned into how do we support our local communities as they try to grow businesses. And we work a lot with you guys here at York mm-hmm. and a lot of our other small communities, as well as the state level people to attract new businesses to come to Nebraska that support our ag industry. Yeah, 
Man, it's a lot. That's a lot fit into one business, man. So one thing you kind of touched on that I just want to emphasize is when it comes to certain industry within agriculture, livestock, there is so many supporting layers to that, like you were saying, with marketing and welding and the feed. And I mean, it's so much deeper just than that cattle yard that you're passing on the street. Exactly. You know, and the one that I didn't really think about until recently was, and it kind of blows my mind, is refrigeration. So if you have a dairy farm, one of the milk comes out of a dairy cow at 101 and a half degrees temperature. And within about four minutes, it's cooled down to roughly 38 degrees. Wow. And if your refrigeration unit goes out, somebody has to come and fix that right now. You can't you know, get on Amazon and call somebody, you know, you can't wait a week. You, it has to happen now. So some of those things have to be local businesses and they have to be nearby. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I know that one of the things you guys are doing is providing different opportunities for, for example, with the Pork Expo, for everyone within that industry to get together and brainstorm and learn and grow. And can you talk a little bit, I guess, about the Pork Expo? I know that's coming up here soon. Yeah, that's right. So Pork Expo, it's the Nebraska Pork Expo, official title name. And that would be Wednesday, July 19th here in York at the Holtu Center. Starts at eight o'clock in the morning with registration and talking to the vendors and We'll have breakfast during that time, too. We kick off the official program at 9 o'clock. Governor Jim Pillen will be there as our keynote speaker right at 9 o'clock. And then the rest of the day is informational sessions. And it really does get into, you know, all parts of the the pork industry. Um, Everybody from independent producers to contract growers to suppliers and everything else, there's something for everybody to learn there. So we're, you know, we're excited about the day. We've got uh, some expert panels talking about uh, USDA programs that can help producers, some management, risk management sessions that, that talk about how do you use programs and some other things to manage your risk so mm-hmm. that if something bad does happen, you know, what, where, whatever that is, that you don't just get wiped out. You, you mm-hmm. can recover from it. And we've got veterinarians talking about health things, animal health concerns, animal health fixes, just a lot of different things. And then our vendor pool, we have, I believe, 50 spaces out there in in that facility. I think we're at 30 or so of those spaces are full right now. The rest of them will fill up over the next couple weeks. And it's really everybody from somebody selling solar panels to somebody selling hogs. So, you know, the solar panel Part of it uh, really came up a couple years ago. There's some great tax credits and federal programs that help you pay for those, make them affordable, and then really can reduce your your electricity costs, which is a pretty substantial cost, especially right. in the summertime when you're running a lot of fans to keep the pigs cool. Right. Yeah. And I think we have a big pool in Nebraska as a whole, but also in New York County. So please come out. Please join us. We're really excited about this. Um, I had the opportunity to go last year, pretty new to this job at the, at the time, but it was really interesting because, like you said, there was a lot of different things that you don't, as someone from the outside looking in, I don't think about that relating at all. But then 
you kind of connect it all. And it's like, oh, okay, yeah. Obviously, you need to talk about what financial programs are out there and solar panels. Yeah, that that does tie in actually, you know. It, so it it's it's a really interesting place with a really educated group of people. Very very smart. They know what they're talking about. Absolutely. Um, so definitely, if you are in the area and would like to learn more, please stop by, and we would be happy to help you get registered. Freeman II. I'm president and CEO of AgriProducts in York, Nebraska. We are a manufacturer of quality equipment, uh, grain handling, food storage, food service. And if you ever want to get a hold of us, you can get on our website or you can contact us at 402-362-5500. Thank you. registration how do you go about that well we like people to register early and that's mainly for the the meal count so attending is free all the meals are free there's a social hour in the afternoon that's free door prizes we give those away at the end of the day so it doesn't cost you anything to come out and we've really set up the program so that you know we recognize that this is irrigation season so people are Mm -hmm. busy with that but if you want to come in in the morning stay for lunch take off in the afternoon or come in for lunch, stay for the afternoon. It, it really works either way with the way we built the schedule. So a lot of flexibility for people. And if you want to just come in for lunch, that's great too. Yeah, We'd love to have you. But to register, you go to the AFAN website, which is becomeafan.org and go to the event tab. And it's right there on that. You just go through the registration. Again, it doesn't cost anything, but it helps us Uh, know how much food to have on hand so yeah that's a good thing yeah and the food was fantastic last year so i'm sure that you will not go wrong if you come out for a meal it will be fantastic again this year yeah absolutely (laughs) so going a little bit away from the expo itself and just into the industry i know there's a lot of advances in technology what kind of ai are you seeing that is coming out that's new that's really interesting that you see kind of growing within the next five ten years there's, a, there's just a lot of research being done. And I guess speaking of that, we do have a panel discussion on, on research um, from the U.S. Meat Animal Research Center and Clay Center and also from UNL. They'll be presenting some of their things they're working on. But from a technology standpoint, you know, our barns have been technologically advanced for a long time. You can program the fans. You can program the temperature. They know what's going on in the barn. You can look at your phone and see what's happening and that just continues to get better and better. Mm-hmm. Those controllers are, are just always improving. So that's almost low-tech, high-tech. Yeah. You know, that's that's where that is. As far as the feeding systems, one of the things that's new and probably growing is group housing for sows. That's kind of being driven by the marketplace, by some political things that have happened. But it, it really means that you got to figure out a different way to manage those sows, sows, tend to be territorial they tend mm-hmm. to fight they you know there's some things there but through some management through some some technology you know feed is what they usually fight over yeah. so you if you've got a, a tag in the sow her ear and she comes up to the feeder and it reads that through rfid radio frequency then it lets her in it knows how much she should be eating it's weighing her at the same time it's doing some health monitoring 
based around what it can gather from that data. And then when she's done eating, it sends her out a different direction so that she can't just block the the chute and keep anybody else from eating. So, Interesting. Um, yeah, there's, uh, you know, they're, they're not a whole lot different than people. They have some behaviors and they have some jealousies and, and uh, can be a little temperamental. So, you know, that all is uh, things that people are just kind of now getting into. But we have some great companies that will be at the expo that are talking about those things. And so you could come out and learn about that. There's some of that with, with the feeder pigs, too, where uh, it'll sort them based on, on body size and weight. Some of that, if you think back to like the Nintendo Wii that <laughs> had the uh, body capture camera, some of that same technology can be used on pigs to basically get a pretty accurate weight on those things and and know when they should be going to market. And what, So they send them the gate switches and sends them one way, or if they're too light, switches and sends them another way, they can continue to eat and grow. So there's there's some, again, kind of low-tech, but high-tech stuff. Yeah, um, how interesting is that? You wouldn't even, once again, completely outside <laughs> of uh, the industry, but you wouldn't even think about that being an issue that needs to be addressed. You know what I mean? I mean, in terms of size and channeling them through different places, and I, that's just... There's a lot that goes into it. There is, you know, and labor is a, you know, Mm. just like everywhere else, labor's uh, a concern. And so if you've got enough labor, you send people to walk through pens and look at pigs and look for sick pigs. And there's some characteristics of, you know, a pig that's sick. They'll tend to lay in a corner, Mm. um, you know, droopy ears. Pigs are pretty inquisitive. So, you know, they're, they're a curious animal. If you see one that's exhibiting the opposite behavior, you know there's probably something wrong with it. Either mm-hmm. it's lame or or something's wrong. So that's one that you want to go take a look at. And now with, with challenges in labor, if you can do the same thing with cameras that can scan a pan and monitor those pigs and say, hey, this one right here is, you know, it, again, red flags you to your phone or to whatever... Uh, piece of technology you're reading from, you get a report, you know which ones to go look at. You know, it just really helps be more efficient in the barns as you move through. You're putting your attention and focus on the pigs that really need it mm-hmm. and in the areas where it's needed, if you know something's broken mechanically mm-hmm. uh, versus having to look at everything. You know, if there's a hundred, you know, waters and 99 of them are working perfectly, if you have to look at all 99, it takes you some time. Right. But where you want to go spend your time is that one that's that's dripping and getting it, getting it fixed, saving that water, keeping things, again, efficient. Yeah, and workforce is an issue for everybody, so I'm sure that it's not any different for any industry, really. Um, so it is, it's interesting to hear about how utilizing technology and AI and advancement is really making it easier to, I don't want to say replace people because you can't do that really 
But to kind of lessen the load on the the staff, um, the people that are working the the feed lots or feed yards. I'm I'm sorry, technology ter- terminology <laughs> is not not my strong suit. Sorry, those you know that depends. The hog barns. You know. Okay, there so we go. <laughs> typically, the hogs are inside. So okay, um, yeah. We do have some outdoor operations and and some different uh, systems there, but. Mm-hmm. You know, typically anymore, most hogs are inside. Okay. And that's a, a little bit biosecurity, um, right. you know, a big part of it. Efficiency, you know, you get a day like today where it's 95 degrees outside and it's sunny and hot. Mm-hmm. It feels pretty good to be in one of those barns, typically with the cool cells and the evaporative cooling and misters and fans. It'll probably be 15 to 20 degrees cooler inside those right. barns than outside so they're pretty comfortable on days like today and reverse when it's uh, blowing and snowing Mm -hmm. and blizzarding out they're toasty warm and comfortable inside those barns so yeah yeah absolutely one thing that is on the agenda that i thought was really interesting is there's an education class a veterinarian education class that can actually be used towards continuing education credits can you talk a little bit about what that would entail so actually the uh, state veterinarian roger dudley dr roger dudley and nebraska department of agriculture are heading that up it's two hour long class don't know exactly the topic because he's taking care of that, it, but it does qualify for continuing ed credits. That's mainly our veterinarian pool of uh, people are going to take that, but you know they're always looking for opportunities to, to add some CE credits. And mm-hmm. so it's, it's a new component this year, but it really fit in with what we're doing. And again, it's, uh, it's from 10 till noon, that session. So you come out of the class, you go right into lunch. If you got to get back to work, you get back to work. But otherwise, if you can stick around for the afternoon, there's uh, opportunities for the afternoon too. So, yeah, absolutely. And like you said, it's a free free program, right? Right. So you yep. might as well take advantage of it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It, everything again. Everything's free. So yeah, absolutely. We, we yeah. want people to come out. Another thing that is on the agenda is your guys' annual meeting, the Na- Nebraska Pork it's, Producers Yep, Nebraska Pork Producers Association has their annual meeting. We kind of brought that in last year as just a way to integrate a little bit more activity into the overall meeting. So that meeting, the Pork Producers annual meeting, normally was in January, but there wasn't any reason in the bylaws that they needed to be in January. It just needed to happen sometime throughout the year. So they'll vote on officers. They will um, open it up for any kind of changes, discussion, uh, anything within their association to talk about. I know they're voting on delegates to go to the national conference. And I think that that nomination process is open right now. So if you're a pork producer and pay into the checkoff and are interested in that. They're taking nominations uh, currently. I think they're also seeking nominations for Pork Producers Association board members. So again, if you're a pork producer and have interest in, in being a board member for uh, the pork, Nebraska Pork Producers, they're taking the nominations currently. So you'd want to get your name in pretty quick. And that would be through, uh, I think it's nebraskapork.org is, is there. So otherwise, they can contact me and I can help you get in touch with them. But So a lot of, lot of things happening during that time. They're, they'll also give a 
uh, report on their activities for the past year, what they worked on legislatively. Um, they do work with our uh, greater agricultural groups to try to find legislative fixes to whatever the common problems are, whether it is, uh, you know, a, a workforce shortage or um, housing or, you know, all the common problems that every industry, every community is facing. Mm-hmm. A lot of commonalities in what we're all trying to tackle. And, and so they'll talk a little bit about what they did, what progress was made, what they hope to do in the next year. So, Yeah, and I feel like that's really important to stay up to date on because, for example, this last session moved so fast and so much was happening, well, fast and slow. (laughs) Um, So it's really, I think that would be a really good thing for anyone in the industry to go to just to get that update, to be like, okay, let's be in the know, let's know what's going on, how can I help? So that it's really, I I think it's amazing that you guys are offering that uh, opportunity in this one-stop, free, (laughs) long day of continuing education and learning and growing. Absolutely. You know, and, and, you know, this will be our fourth year of doing this, third year here in York. One of the things that we've learned in putting together the schedule is to give plenty of time to get out and talk to the vendors because that's where you can find so much information. If if you're a pork producer, if you're thinking about getting into pork production, if you got a question about equipment or veterinarian or genetics or anything uh, health-related, those people are there and gives you a lot of opportunity to go visit with them, ask them questions, compare with uh, somebody else. I mean, all of our builders are there. So if you're wondering mm-hmm. about building a building and what it's going to cost and how long it takes and The whole process will have probably four builders um, in the room. You can talk to all of them. You can compare notes. You can figure out, you know, what's going to work for me and my schedule and my piece of land and my time and, you know, all that. So there's a there's a lot of opportunities to learn a lot of things in one day. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So one last Little plug, if they have questions, they're not sure if they want to sign up yet, how can they get in touch with you? Probably the easiest way is on our website. And my phone number and and email is all on the website, which is becomeafan.org, O-R-G. They can find us all there and under the staff tab. They can find out more information about the Pork Expo. They can look at the agenda on that tab and... Hopefully sign up, come out. Even if you're not 100% sure you're going to make it, go ahead and sign up. We'll, we'll count you for lunch and uh, we'll make sure where there's plenty of food. Yes, absolutely. And we really hope to see you there. I know um, the people in the YCDC office are going to be floating around all day uh, learning lots in my case, learning a lot, but it will be an amazing day full of education. And if you have any questions, you're also welcome to reach out to anyone from the YCDC and we can help you get registered. The phone number for that is 402-362-3333. And yeah, we look forward to uh, seeing you at the event and seeing all of your wonderful panelists and speakers and seeing Governor Jim Pillen speak is going to be amazing. Oh, yeah. Very exciting. So again, Wednesday, July 19th in York. Should be a great day. And we wrap up the day with a uh, panel discussion with our uh, national delegation 
or at least representatives from our national delegation offices, um, talking about the farm bill and what the what they see in it, what they see as challenges, uh, what they see as opportunities, and how they think that's all going to come together. So it, that should be really interesting. That's a very applicable topic to where we are with uh, developing the next farm bill. And again, you finish that up and we go into social hour and you can sit and visit about what you just heard and talk to them. So, Yes, absolutely. Well, we hope to see everybody there. Once again, feel free to reach out to either myself or anyone from AFAN and we would be more than happy to help you out. So thank you so much for joining me. Thank you. In closing, we would like to once again take the time to thank our members, the people that help us drive change. We would like to thank York State Bank, Henderson State Bank, York General, Mead Lumber Company Incorporated, and York News Times. And thank you, our listeners, for tuning in. Catch you next time.